I'm Scott Matasato, the owner of Eau Claire Hometown Media. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcasts that are done by locals for locals right here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you like podcasts, why settle for listening to one done by a person from, I don't know, Baton Rouge? Listen to somebody right here in your backyard. When you're done listening to this show, I recommend checking out Eau Claire Is Here, a podcast produced by three local individuals who share stories of living in our wonderful community. And they bring along guests as well. Just head to echometownradio.com and click on the Eau Claire Is Here logo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Drive the Valley, presented by Chippewa Valley Mazda. Scott, here we, of course, have our friend Bill from Chippewa Valley Mazda. Bill, how's it going? Uh, it's going fantastic. It's almost summer, so, um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good right now. And, of course, there, you know, we, we've talked on previous podcasts, and people are seeing in the news that there, there's always this supply and demand issue with cars, but you guys do have vehicles on the lot. You encourage people to shop online and to stop by, right? Yeah, I mean, it's insane right now. The market is uh, is incredible. I think just like everything, like real estate or anything else, but, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We have cars on the lot at this point in time, and, yeah, we have some availability. Well, lovely weather throughout the course of the summer months. Get out, uh, peruse the, the selection. And, of course, when you have nice weather, we think outdoors, and we think outdoor sports. And I know the guest we have today is a part of an organization synonymous with Chippewa Valley Summers, and I know you got a lot of great questions, and you're fueled by that uh, that tea concoction again. So uh, here we go. Yeah, I'm roll- <laughs> That that jazzes me up. So uh, the green drink there is going to keep me going. So yeah, I mean this is a departure for me. So um, you know, I mean last week I was talking about dead people, and now we're talking about really lively sort of things. So uh, we're going to learn um, the ins and outs of baseball at the local level today. I'm going to get a big education on the Eau Claire Express. And uh, my buddy here, uh, Jacob Service, is going to be with us today, uh, kind of doing this with me. So um, first of all, uh, you know, like a lot of these times on these podcasts, people will jump on there and they'll be like, hey, you know, uh, tell me all about X on the baseball team or this or that. But first of all, like, how do you end up being the GM of the Eau Claire Express? And tell me your story. Like, how, how did you get here? Yeah, well, I guess first of all, both to Scott and Bill, thanks for having me. Uh, but how did I get here? Well, I graduated college in 2017, um, my last year and a half of college. I did an internship with the Lacrosse Loggers. Uh, being from Lacrosse, my parents literally lived right across the street from Copeland Park, so it was super easy to get there. Uh, I did a spring internship with the Lakeshore Schnooks, did sales there. Um, and then after graduation, I. Uh, did a food and beverage kind of glorified internship with the Green Bay Bullfrogs, now the Green Bay Booyah. Uh, so, you know, just there I did marketing, ticket sales, food and beverage with three Northwoods League organizations. Uh, my time in Green Bay was done. I looked online, food and beverage, uh, director of food and beverages open for the Eau Claire Express. Uh, I applied for it and I think three days later I had a job. Uh, oh. Wow. So you, you ended up not thinking that you, or did you come into food and beverage at the Express? I came into food and beverage oh. uh, at Green Bay and then kind of took a, a larger leap into it with the Express along with a, more of an advanced sales role from what I did with my internship in Lakeshore. So it was some, wasn't something I was used to. It was just kind of the job that was made available and 
I kind of just took it and, and learned and grew from there. Okay, so what year was that that you came to the Express? Uh, 2017, September wow. 2017 is when I came to the Express um, and then spent that first year, that 2018 season as a director of food and beverage and then went to GM uh, that following year um, after some departures from, uh, <laughs> from uh, some other staff members that we had. So you asked, you know, how I, I got into that role. Um, I was really as in a good spot at a good time where, like I said, there were some departures, including the general manager at that time. And um, I was kind of the, the lone ranger left and uh, they wanted me to stick around and asked what I wanted to do with my career. And this fell right into it. And uh, so here I am now, what would be three seasons later if we would have played last year. Wow. Yeah. If we, it, the, the big if for last <laughs> year, of course, you know, but oh, that's awesome, man. So you're in lacrosse. Lacrosse is your hometown. Uh, West Salem's my hometown, okay. but yeah, lacrosse. It's close. I enough. mean, you're close enough that nobody <laughs> at the local level, we can't hold that against you. You're from the area. So that's a, that's a good thing. Um, do you uh, like, so you never did anything. I mean, you've been baseball your whole life. Uh, yeah, well, working in baseball, <laughs> I, I started in, in the summer of 2016 with my internship, but I, I played basketball. I actually never played baseball, um, played basketball in high school, played basketball in college. Um, and the Northwoods League is just in the Midwest. It's in, in Wisconsin, and that was my opportunity to get into sports. Uh, I was actually a sales guy for the Bucks that kind of you know gave me the mindset to get into sales and kind of go towards that approach or take that approach because I never otherwise would have thought so. So that story is kind of funny as well and, and how, uh, how that kind of came about. But um, you know, I can tell it if you want. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Uh, I think it was my, my junior year of college. It was a sports marketing class, and the, the director of sales for the Milwaukee Bucks came in to talk to us. And uh, first thing he said, and this is how I lead off if I talk to a class or interns or anything like that, said, who here wants to work in sports? Everybody raises their hand, yeah. right? It's a sports marketing class. Yeah. Everybody there wants to work in sports. And then he goes, all right, put your hands down. It's like, who here wants to do sales in sports? And like two people raised their hands, and I was not one of them. And he's like, well, I'm sorry to tell you. He's like, probably most of you will never get the opportunity to work in sports if you're not willing to do sales. Um, so from that day forward, I'm like, all right, well, that guy knows what he's talking about. So I kind of took that path and um, trained myself, took internships that uh, gave me the ability to do uh, what I do now. And you know, in a very short period of time, I went from an intern to a general manager, and now I oversee the whole operation of the business, essentially. That's an awesome accomplishment. And it's funny, like I was thinking about that when you were talking about that. So um, I don't even know if Scott knows this, but uh, when I so when I was super young, which was been a long time ago, I was a I was a DJ, and so I I wanted to I was aspiring, and you know how like when you're like 19 and you're gonna go out and do something, you think, yeah, I'm just you know I'll just kind of take this route to it. So I had uh, I was doing DJs overnights in a radio station. I mean it was really um, it was like the entry level of entry level jobs. But what I learned in there is that in radio worlds you could make air checks overnight. So. I would, I made, I kind of made up my resume. So I would be doing, I would read the production that the the real production people were going to do in the daytime and make my own commercials. And I sent an air check to a radio station for a sports director. Now, everybody who knows me knows that my depth in the pool of sports is like an inch deep. Like I'm horrible at it. And I got, I got the job. I do not know how, but I got a job as a sports director at a radio station in a town about a hundred miles away. And the first my tryout was doing color or doing the 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 main part of the broadcast for a football game 
And so um, I didn't even have, in the days that I did this, I didn't even have access to the internet. So, I mean, it didn't exist. So I had to go to the library and start reading up on like football plays and like this and that. And I'm not kidding you, I did one game. <laughs> live on the air uh, calling out football and the only way I stumbled through it was I was listening to the actual announcer in the in the in the actual uh, stadium or the auditorium or whatever it is um, and I would call out after he would call out and at the end of it the guy the guy goes you know I think there's a better spot for you and we have like a three to nine shift on the on the board and I think you'd be really good at that I'm like you know I was hoping you'd say that like it was it was so yes I I, I ambitiously uh, sort of lied my way or embellished my way into that job. But, you know, I mean, what is, you talked about the Northwoods League, but what what is the Northwoods League? Like, I mean, there's not, everybody doesn't really get this at this level. So, you know, the, the Express is in the Northwoods League. And, and what does that really consist of? Like, how many division? I mean, how many other leagues are out there? Like, how does this all work? Yeah, I mean, summer collegiate baseball is, is huge in the United States. There's leagues all over the place. Um, but... As far as the, the glamour in the name, there's really two that stand out from the rest. That's uh, the Cape Cod League out east and then the Northwoods League here in the Midwest. Um, so you're going to really have top-level talent in those two leagues, um, guys traveling from all over the country to come to these places and play. Um, and really, they come to the Northwoods League um, because they, they like the fans. They like the energy in the stadium. They like playing in front of, of packed stadiums and, and having kind of that fan base. Um, out in the Cape Cod, it, it, the skill level might be a little mm-hmm. bit higher at times, uh, but there might they only might be getting 50 fans or 100 fans a game. We're here, you know, the Express average about 1,400. Uh, you've got Madison averaging 6,500. Um, you know, in kind of a scale in between there. So um, it's a totally different atmosphere. It's kind of a minor league feel um, from from the fan standpoint, and that is just something the players really enjoy. Uh, But also, if they're coming here, they want to play minor league ball. They want to play professional ball. Um, So using the wood bats, you know, playing 72 games in 78 days, riding on, you know, uh, coach buses all over from, you know, Eau Claire to to Bismarck, from Bismarck to Thunder Bay, and then Thunder Bay maybe back down to Eau Claire for one game, and then to lacrosse. So they're constantly on the road, constantly eating, um, you know, at the ballpark, constantly staying in hotels. So it really prepares them for what life really is in the, at the minor league level. So when you, when you guys go out and you're recruiting or you're, um, you know, getting players for the teams, how does, if, if, you know, how does Eau Claire, how does the Express assemble a team? How does that work? Yeah, it's it's kind of like the sales, you know, the sales world. It's uh, relationship-based. Um, it's it's college coaches putting trust, you know, when you're you're getting guys from school year after year after year, they, they have that trust that, you know, our organization and more so our coaching staff with Dale and Vic are not going to overuse the guys. They're still going to try to develop them. They're going to give them a good experience. Um, so that's why you'll see guys, um, you know, year after year coming from Stanford or uh, Cal Poly um, or a couple schools in Texas and stuff like that because Dale has those really good relationships from uh, with them uh, and then those guys will talk to their friends right um, you know I played in Eau Claire last summer it was great you know guys will reach out okay I want to play in Eau Claire or they'll tell their college coach I want to play in Eau Claire for the summer uh, something that I recently learned is is a lot of college coaches, especially at the D1 level, they will almost require their freshmen and sophomores to play summer summer baseball because they're probably not playing. They're probably redshirting during their school years, yep. so they're just sitting there not doing anything. So if they can come here and throw you know 30, 40 innings in a in a summer or, or you know play whatever position it is that they're playing, they're not just sitting on their you know and wasting their talent. They're kind of uh, evolving and, in, and developing uh, their skills in a 
in kind of a different atmosphere than the college game, but it, it still is working on your skills. So the evolution of a player who plays for the Express might be, I mean, the next next step up for them is going to be minors, yeah. uh, majors after that. Yep, I mean, that's the hope. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, you have to have college eligibility. Um, so they're going back to their colleges for, you know, maybe a year. Um, there is some new rules with pitchers where they can be college graduates, graduates and still come back for a year um, and pitch in the league to try to, you know, just – kind of wow the scouts one more time or, or make that you know be noticed maybe because their playing time was limited or they didn't get the innings or they were hurt so um, there are some exceptions but so when people and this is just the naivety of me in this in this deal but when people play for when a player comes on and they're a team member on the roster for the express is it paid is it an unpaid like how does that work for for a player yep so they need to keep their their amateur status so mm-hmm. it's all unpaid um, they're doing it because they want to take that next wow. step they want to get to where they are so it's it's a dedication right you're your whole summer is gone. Um, and if you're doing this year after year after year, your, your whole college summer life might be at the ballpark playing baseball. Um, you know, they stay with host families um, when they are in town. Um, and our host family program is, is that's basically a volunteer basis as well. And we're extremely grateful for everybody that does that. Um, but it's a, a completely kind of not, not compensated in any payment form but yeah. you know, you're getting meals um you're getting you know apparel you're getting kind of everything you need for the summer um is provided for you but you know a lot of guys still like to eat their own thing and go do their own thing that's so. yeah i mean that takes a pretty big commitment i mean obviously you're you're getting when you're getting a, a player who comes in that way i mean to your point i mean they're making there's no there's no compensation they're staying with host families they're away and they're giving up a pretty big piece of their yeah. life so that's that's a cool story i did not realize that yeah so and you and you hear it all the time you know Guys, as the summer drags on, it's it's hot, it's long. You know, they they're homesick, they they miss their friends, whatever. And you'll you'll see that from the guys as the season goes on. Um, but I think as you talk to them, maybe a year later, five years later, ten years later, they're they're all extremely grateful that they did it and that they pushed themselves to do it. It's a, an accomplishment more than anything. You know, if it doesn't lead anything else, like I I went through a summer in the Northwoods League. It's yeah. it's a grind for for everybody involved. Yeah. So how how do you do? How did, for those of us that don't know, like, how did the Express, uh, how, I mean, where did it come about? And, you know, is it, obviously people own it, but, you know, what's, what's kind of the backstory on it? What's its history? You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. So the team, uh, its first season was 2005. Um, so this technically is our 17th season, uh, but because we didn't play last year, we were going to celebrate our 16th birthday last year. Um, so we're kind of dubbing it our Sweet 16, even though it is seven. We didn't play last year, so yeah. it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of going off that theme this year. But how it started, so the Northwoods League was founded in 1994, and it's just continued to grow ever since. Um, so there's a huge process that I don't even know really what it is. Obviously, in 2005, I was in fifth grade, so obviously I wasn't a part of the <laughs> well, uh, What was the way beyond fifth there. grade, dude? But, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, they – the, the city had to be on board with it. Um, the league had to, you know, do inspections and all this kind of stuff. And really it was a, an agreement between, at that time, the ownership of the Express, the city of Eau Claire, and the Northwoods League to decide, okay, let's bring the league to Eau Claire. Um, 
and then that obviously was the formation of the Eau Claire Express. Um, and then you know through the years we've had, I don't even know what the number is now, I think probably up to 170-ish players um, that have made a debut in either minor league or professional baseball. Um, our biggest names... Um, you knew that, I was going to ask this. <laughs> that, like that was like right, right where Everyone always does. Yeah. So our biggest names that we talk about the most um, are, are Cole Calhoun, who's currently an outfielder with the Arizona Diamondbacks, just won a gold glove last year. Um, it's kind of been battling some injury bug a little bit this year. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, who's been in Wisconsin news as of late, uh, came over to the Brewers this offseason. Uh, I think they originally were going to have him start out down in minor league ball, and then he retired. And I think it was like two hours later he got a call from him, like, hey, come up to the bigs. And he actually got the pitch, um, and then he retired again. So he kind of lived out maybe that dream of his to, to pitch for his home state team with him being from the Marshfield area um, to pitch for the Brewers. And then he, I think, earlier this week, I believe, retired um, again and, and probably for the final time. Um, Dalton Varsho um, is kind of on, he's the next kind of big thing for a <laughs> big, big I guess, name for us yeah. um, that's working his way up right now. He's been back and forth between the majors and uh, AAA ball. Um, played last year a lot with the COVID season, um, but this year he's kind of been up and down and he's had some success, but he's also had his droughts. <clears throat> wow, that's, that's awesome. So like you guys, um, I see you have it in front of you and you, you kind of, you told me this before we started, but talk, talk a little bit about what your roster looks like this year. Like what, what are you excited about? Yeah, this is our promo schedule. So, ah. <laughs> uh, but the roster this year, um, so I, the league made some adjustments so we can actually, we can go to 36 guys this year. Um, it's one more than what it has been in the past, <laughs> uh, but a lot of that has to do with Thunder Bay, uh, not being able to play this year. So they informed us a couple months ago that they were not going to play this year due to the border still being closed. They didn't know it when it was an open. Um, so a new team, uh, kind of a road warrior team formed in Minnesota um, where they are going to play Thunder Bay's road schedule so we don't lose those home games. But our guys, um, when we were supposed to be in Thunder Bay, will just have off days. Um, so we have one additional player there, and we actually had to do a draft to draft some players from Thunder Bay, so that was kind of fun. Um, but the roster is, uh, I guess I don't have a ton to say about it. Like I mentioned yeah. with you, I, I don't do a whole lot with the roster, yep. but, um, I always say you never really know what you're going to get as far as the team goes until they get here, until they get going. Um, you know, with college ball this year, starting even later, um, you know, a lot of our full-time guys, uh, aren't going to get here until maybe the third, fourth week of the season. So we fill yep. the roster with temps, um, from May 31st until, you know, they're the, the full-time guys start to get here um, so number one you don't have your full team you might start out on opening day with with 14 guys on the roster just because they're wow. not here yet their school ball is still going that happened to us a couple years ago and we got shelled out in Bismarck um, <laughs> I think we gave up like 80 something runs in four wow. games and scored like five but then that year we end up losing in the championship game um, so once the guys get here we kind of get going you never know but, how it's gonna yeah unfold, but like it kind of got off track there a little bit uh, but you never know until maybe end of June, early July, what your team is going to be. Cause that's when your guys are there kind of getting adjusted to the wood bats, um, you know, the travel playing every single day, um, and then taking off from there. So it's always interesting. Um, you know, if you follow standings, I, I never really worry about them too much until we get to that point, because like I said, you, you're expecting guys who, you know, they're pitching in the college world series for a reason, right? They're going to come right. here and then, and make a difference as well. So it's always interesting in that aspect. Things it's hard, hard to judge. It unfolds yeah. really quick. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so what is like that, which is leads me into that question, actually, like, what does the year look like this year? I mean, you know, obviously we all know last year 
I mean, as of today, when you and I are sitting and doing this, there's different guidance on, you know, some of the masking and yep. things like that. But, but what, what is, what are you guys anticipating for your season? I mean, is it, is it full swing back to normal? You guys are, are in business. Yeah. Like what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I always, I tell people, you know, from our standpoint, we want things to be as normal as possible from the fan standpoint. So you come to the ballpark, you're still going to be able to go to the concession stand. You're still going to be able to drink a beer. You're still going to be able to, you know, go chase foul balls. Um, some of the things that might be different might be you know, autographs and high fives from the players yeah. afterwards and stuff like that. Um, but the big things you'll notice is a little bit of distancing in the stands. Um, so with a 50% capacity, um, we have to basically, if, if there's a, two people in the same group, um, we have to have two seats to the left open, two seats to the right open, and then we're trying to do two in front and two in back. So that basically just that cuts our capacity in half right there. Um, so that's going to be different because you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder with a stranger, and obviously that's just kind of the standard right now and how things are. Um, and we're going to do our best to make sure that's the case for every single game. Um, we want to provide a you know a safe atmosphere for everybody to be in, but also, you know, <laughs> on the business side of things, we need to get as many people there as, as we're allowed to to kind of continue on with. Our our operation but we get to be back right yeah I mean, that's the good that's news that's is- the big thing right whether it's 20 percent 50 percent 100 percent we're back there's baseball being played and you have the opportunity to come out and you know enjoy a game and do something that you know is quote unquote normal um from from our, our past life if you will do you do you guys i mean obviously you rely on support of the community for attendance and things like that but but just from a from a community aspect like what are things that you know, me as a business owner, you know, other people in the community, what are things we can do to be involved and really help that? I mean, it's a, it's to your point, Northwood leagues, Northwoods league is a big deal. It's, it's really is truly, I mean, sometimes it just gets normal to us. We get numb to it. We live in Eau Claire, you know, but what are, what are things that can be done at the local level to kind of help support? Yeah. And this year it's, it's totally different with kind of how we have to do Mm -hmm. things with last year. And, you know, as you know, as you mentioned, being a business owner and sponsorship of the team, you know, that goes a long way with a lot of different things. But the big thing, especially this year is just coming out to the ballpark, buying a ticket and going to the concession stands and, uh, you know, buying a hot dog, buying a soda, um, you know, that goes a long way to, to help us out and make this thing go and help recover from the year that we had. Um, you know, we got asked the question yesterday, not yesterday, a week or two ago, um, are you guys raising prices to kind of recover some of that revenue? I said, no, you know, everybody was affected from this, not just us, you know, it's everybody. They you know, lost their job. They, this, that, this, um, you know, so we still want to provide that affordable entertainment, that affordable family fun, which is kind of our tagline. Um, we still want to provide that this year and, you know, just kind of start over and, and build from you know, where we currently are. There's nothing we can do about, you know, the past year and, and how that's affected us. What, um, you know, you guys, um, where are the plans with a park? I mean, is there, are, is there an expansion going on with that? Is that, I mean, I know that's been on the table yeah. and kind of been back and forth. Where does all that sit? Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> um, obviously, if if you pay attention over the last you know month or two, there's been some uh, renderings that have gone out in the the news um, about a, basically just this massive transformation of Carson Park, and um, really the start of that is is starting with the remodel of Carson Park baseball that's been talked about for the last couple of years. Um, so that's updating the the general admission grandstand bleachers on the first and base uh, third base side that's updating the the dugouts um, to make you know allow for more space in there obviously the bleachers making those more safe and 
uh, family friendly. So you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever you worry about when you climb up those things. <laughs> um, and with that, you know, extra concession stands, extra bathrooms, just to make it more viewer friendly, more fan friendly. Um, it, it's a place, whether it's baseball, the circus, or just looking for something to do. Carson Park as a whole is a, a place that the community goals or goes. Um, so some of those other plans are, you know, adding, uh, adding some like kayak and canoe shops, adding some more pavilions, adding more restrooms around the park as a whole. Um, so it's kind of exciting to see that kind of stuff. It's kind of exciting to be involved a little yeah. bit with that with, you know, okay, well, what does the express or what do other users of the baseball stadium um, want to see with it? But then also getting to see and hear about some of their other plans. Um, I think the whole thing, it's like a 25 or 30 year plan. So it's kind of a, a very, um, you know, far stretched <laughs> on, on what's going to happen now, what's going to happen then. Um, but it's cool to see, you know, them possibly, um, updating and, and doing things for the community there. Yeah. I mean, I know, like I said, it kind of, it's, it's been a project that's taken a little while yeah. to get some momentum and it's good to see it, you know, kind of progressing and, you know, starting to move forward. So that'll be awesome. That will be fantastic. Um, you have in front of you um, your your kind of your schedule, your promotion schedule. So talk about some of that. Like, what are some of the things that are happening? Uh, what are some of the different things that are going to be going on this year? Yeah, I think the first thing I got to touch on since I'm here with you is uh, Sundays. We really want it to be family days this year. It's two uh, 2.05 start times. Um, you know, Bark in the Park with us is huge the one time we had it. So we're like, well, why don't we do it more? Um, so you're going to be able to bring your, your dogs to the ballpark every Sunday. Um, and there's going to be some different things to go along with that. Uh, but then with with Chippewa Valley Mazda, um, you guys are once again helping us out with the friends and family pack. Um, it's going to be dubbed a little bit different, but we really want to just say, hey, how can we get people to the ballpark? So the package is going to be the uh, the four four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, twenty bucks. So you and your family can come out That's to the bar and get fed for twenty bucks. We we just want to get people out to the ballpark. You can bring your dog with you. It's always my favorite thing because I can go around half the day and pet all the dogs. <laughs> um, so we're really excited for that. Sundays in the past have been difficult for us, and we're really hoping that this is going to just get people out to the park this year. Um, like we said, we we just want to get people there and 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 see people we haven't seen in a long time, and kind of maybe give them that release that they're looking for some way or another um, outside of that you know Fridays we're having fireworks on most Fridays again this year we're bringing back you know the superstars we've got entertaining elders who's a new entertainment act uh, Tyler's amazing balancing act which is one I'm really excited about the dude like literally balances bicycles and stuff on his face I know uh, Scott Scott's talked with him a little bit in the past, so he probably knows him a little bit. But he, we finally he, caved he on him. He balances bicycles. Yeah, like bicycles, ladders. He'll go around That's and like cool. take your glasses and put them on his nose, beers and like you know, beverages and stuff like that. So we're pretty excited about that one. Um, a ton of giveaways to go along with our Sweet 16 uh, promotion this year. So we're basically going to celebrate each year of our existence. And then, for example, like 2006 is when Jordan Zimmerman played for us. Um, so we're going to kind of celebrate Jordan Zimmerman a little bit um, with the giveaway of a Jordan Zimmerman jersey, um, have some different highlights of his career, some different, you know, facts about that year, both express related and just, you know, nationally or, or global news related, you know, the music on those days is going to be themed like 2006 music and all that. Same thing with, uh, Cole Calhoun, uh, Shirzy and his year, Dalton Varsho, uh, We're going to do a championship ring replica giveaway on, uh, our 2010 season, uh, celebration. So we're pretty excited about some of that stuff too. Uh, but then there's just some of the, 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 the low key stuff that we do, but that's giving back to the community. Um, Mystery Mondays, we started that in 2019 and partnered with different nonprofits. And we'd say, Mystery Monday, you know, you bring, say, we're partnering with uh, 
uh, a dog, a dog, um, humane society, couldn't, <laughs> a, couldn't, a the, the humane <laughs> association. Uh, we did that then. So if you brought dog food, dog toys, dog treats, anything that had to do with animals, we're going to you know, give you a concessions voucher, a discounted ticket or something like that. And then we're going to donate that to, you know, different charities around the Chippewa Valley. So we're doing that again on Mondays. Like I said, it's not really a huge draw for fans, but it's our way of using our platform to give back to the community, uh, give back to those who might need help. Um, so a, a lot of that kind of stuff too um, with with working with different nonprofits and charities to give back obviously we've been uh, you know part of the friends and family we've been supporters of that for a really long time and it's a cool partnership but you know you just you, it never dawns on me and I never think about it but I mean that's your four people four hot dogs it's 20 bucks I yeah. mean that's just it's a pretty incredible value I mean that just that that is something that you can actually go do for little to nothing and yeah. that's kind of hard to find yeah and like like I said, you know, a few minutes ago, we we're not raising prices. That one, we're we're cutting the price. Like I said, we just want we want you to come out to the ballpark and want you to see what we're up to. Um, you know, if you're there and you you buy another hamburger or buy some apparel, you know, that's kind of what it's all about as well. I'd have no so problem we're, we're buying hamburgers, that. man. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's been a long year, so. <laughs> Every, every time I uh, am in the concession stand and walk by the freezer, I find myself grabbing a pretzel and heating it up and having a cheese and then grabbing some <laughs> Mountain Dew with it, too. It's not a, not a healthy lifestyle, but it's, fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's appetizing. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on here. By the way, cool airdrops. I just got a pair of those. So, uh, you know, I, I saw you wear them in and I'm like, damn, I just bought those glasses. So, hey, well, it was awesome having you on here today. I know we're, uh, we're running out of time and whatnot, but thanks for joining. It was, uh, it was a good time. I got to learn a little about baseball. People are going to be impressed with that. So I, uh, I appreciate it. And I look forward to being out there. Yeah, we're looking forward to a great season. Looking forward to seeing you out there and hopefully chatting again soon. All right. Thank you.